Hey there, Frontlines listeners, uh, loyal Frontlines listeners. You are tuning in to the podcast, or rebroadcast of our 100th episode live from Star Wars Celebration 6. If you didn't catch the Ustream broadcast, uh, this is your opportunity to listen to our panel, uh, <laughs> our very technical difficulty laden panel uh, for those who were actually there in person. But I, th- this is it. This is uh, our 100th episode. Um, we are joined with, by Steve Glosson from Geek Out Loud, uh, Chris Smith from the uh, Sarlacc Pit podcast, Kyle Avery, our recap writer uh, and sometimes co-host, and, uh, and my co-host, of course, Matt Krinke. Uh, and, and an awesome live intro by Jason Hunt from the Wampas Lair. And you'll hear a few other voices in there few other folks uh it's a little bit rocky at times the audio is a little bit sketchy uh but i'm gonna make up for it i'm gonna make up for it with a bonus to this episode and that is the clone wars press conference completely unedited i'm just gonna trim it right to the beginning so you don't have to listen to us sitting there waiting for them to start but once the press conference starts uh, i won't be cutting so you will hear absolutely everything from that press conference. Again, audio is probably not going to be the absolute best because we couldn't really tap into anything. Uh, the press conference, they didn't even have microphones. So uh, we've got that. Uh, actually, you can probably look for that on the website soon as well in a video format. But until then, here is the audio uh, for the 100th episode uh, panel live from Star Wars Celebration 6 and the Clone Wars press conference from Saturday. Uh, that, that only a select few got to listen to. Uh, and, uh, and you can tune in soon to hear our thoughts uh, on Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I'm sure Matt and I, uh, or Kyle and I probably more than likely, will be sitting down to talk about Star Wars Celebration, our experiences, uh, what we got to see, although you've probably seen a lot of it already over there on CloneWarsPodcast.com. If you haven't, head over to CloneWarsPodcast.com. Tim has been doing an excellent job of making sure all that new content from Star Wars Detours to Clone Wars Season 5 and everything else that was announced this past week at Star Wars Celebration is up on the site. So check that out and enjoy our 100th episode. Thanks for listening.
And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the 100th episode of the Frontlines Code Wars podcast, here is your panel. First, we have a content writer and auxiliary co-host for the Frontlines, Kyle Avery. Thanks for bearing with us while we got our uh, technical uh, glitches going. Uh, we've also got with us, you've probably already noticed, yes. Skyping in from the hollow net, uh, we've got Matt. So let's bring Matt up. Matt, say hi. Hey! You're a little quiet now. I'm going to turn you back up. But nobody can see me though, right? Yeah, nobody can see you. Oh, man. I had a big headphone. It's okay. Awesome. So uh, there you go. Now you're now you're full screened, and everybody can see that we can't see you. Uh, <laughs> Unless you turn into a swirly little circly thing. I already used that. Joke. I know, but I stole it. <laughs> Listen, if someone I want somebody to fix this. I want to be. Uh, I gotta be in celebration somehow. I, at least video wise. Come on. What's going on? His voice is there. We're all right. Uh, your your voice is here. So we're we're gonna take what we can get right now. We've got the best parts of you. Okay, so for those who may not have ever listened to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast before, uh, you're tuning into the 100th episode right now. We're actually broadcasting live to Ustream. Uh, so we're, we're live on the internet, so don't say anything that you regret, because if it's on the internet, it doesn't go away. Uh, so what we do at Frontlines is we cover the Clone Wars, uh, the, the TV show. So... Uh, every episode comes out, and then Matt and I will sit down, and uh, we'll, we'll go through a recap that Kyle has written for us, and, uh, and then we'll sort of pull it apart piece by piece, uh, say what we like, say what we didn't like, uh, give our opinions completely unsolicited, and, uh, and, and just pretty much talk about the Clone Wars specifically. Uh, within the last year, we've had uh, another guy come online, uh, Tim, who does our news. And, uh, and so he does some news on our website. So you can go to clonewarspodcast.com and read about all of the latest news. He's even posting news about Celebration right now, which, I mean, I told him to because that's his job. But, uh, but I wasn't sure if he could keep up with it. Is yeah. he here? I, no, he's not here. No, I, po no, I, posted not about here. The, uh, I posted about the panel for the 1313 game on Facebook, and then Tim took that and posted it on the website. So there you go. <laughs> I can see in Miami. Tilt the camera down. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, uh, so I've been doing the podcast since the beginning. Uh, I, I created Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. And actually, the reason why I created the podcast is uh, this guy right here. Chris, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Hall, Ice Planet Smith. Actually, it's Steve. Uh, Steve does a podcast called Geek Out Loud. 
And he was on a podcast called uh, Starkville House of L. I'm on a podcast called Starkville House of L again, sir. Yes, and it's We're been sorry. resurrected. It's We're been sorry. Resurrected. Well, it's just it's just like uh, just like Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, we have to apologize though every time we brought think about it, bring him or talk about it being brought back. We're you, sorry. you just flew the planet backwards, mm-hmm. and yep. now it's back. Yep. Uh, so I listened to this guy talk about Smallville, which is a Superman TV series, and yep. then pretty much just everything geeky. And I thought, you know, that doesn't sound so difficult. I could probably do that. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> and it's a lot more difficult than it seems. Uh, you know, particularly when you've got somebody like Steve on your podcast. I mean, what do you, whoa, what does that mean? I've been on one episode. You've been on three episodes. Oh, I've been on but, three episodes. But who's counting? Yeah, except I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, so I decided to do that and then have, uh, well, I guess part, part way through the first season, covering it by myself, doing the recaps, doing everything on my own. Uh, it, it re- I realized that it was a little bit, uh, a little bit more work than I uh, kind of wanted to have in the first place, yeah. <laughs> so I said, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there to everybody who's listening, who wants to who wants to co-host this show with me, and uh, and I said, you know, open open submission, just send in an MP3 of you doing a segment from Frontlines, and uh, and we'll we'll take it from there. Whoever's the best wins, and uh, we got one submission. <laughs> <laughs> And it was from Matt. And I think it's because everybody else knew that Matt was going to be submitting, and so they just decided not to submit at all. Actually, it was because I let him win, just to clear that up. (laughs) There you go. Cohen, you told me not to worry about it. (laughs) Hey, my submissions were not small. It was a 45 minute uh, recap of the season one finale of Chad Bane. And uh, I put in audio clips. I just. It's true because originally I would just come on at the beginning of the podcast and just start talking and then I would just keep talking and then I would talk some more and then I might do a conclusion and then the episode would end and there'd be some music at the end. Uh, but when Matt came on, he was like, why don't we have segments maybe and uh, how about we put some intros to those segments and uh, ever since then we've actually had something called production value. So uh, it's it's been nice. It's been nice to to have somebody else to do that for me, so that I can just talk about Clone Wars and get mad about I don't know a lot of different things. Kyle will probably know the best what I what I rant about. Yeah, I still remember your rant from season one where you got mad about some R two D two thing and went on some hour long thing. But R two D two is the best character in Star Wars. And, uh, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. Actually, oh no, see, no, no, what it was is I was the first person to send in hate mail, not because I hated you, but because you kept asking for hate mail. You're like, somebody criticize me, please, because I think I'm the god of podcasting or something. So I was like, get off your high horse and shut up about R2-D2. <laughs> so, so there you go. Send in hate mail to your favorite podcast, and you'll be on their 100th episode panel of celebration. That's, that's how you get up here. I, but yeah, I, where, where was I? I've lost track. I'm talking about Matt Matt coming on. Talking about stupendous and excellent uh, (laughs) colors and duties. Yeah, so so Matt came on and he he stepped my game up and uh, the podcast got a heck of a lot better and a heck of a lot longer. Uh, It kind (laughs) of doubled doubled the length of an episode. But uh, but ever since then, Matt and I record every week. We we pretty much record on Mondays unless I'm busy or he's busy. Yeah, during the season. Uh, we we kind of take the summer off. We always say that we're going to do summer episodes, yeah. 
Yes. And then we never do summer episodes. Nope. Until I bug them about it and maybe uh, get one or two. Yeah, more. and then maybe maybe one <laughs> will come out. But uh, but actually this summer we've had what five because we yeah. had to get to ninety nine so that we could get to a hundred for today. Uh, so so you know we were kind of we put ourselves under the gun. And I've, I've done that before. I know that I know that feeling of yeah. rushing to get to that super one hundred by such and such a day. That can be rough. When, when is the 100th episode of Geek Out Loud, by the way? The 100th episode of Geek Out Loud at this point will be sometime in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I was inspired to podcast by this guy. So he was doing it before me, but now I have my 100th episode. And what are you on right now? I just released episode 65 for the second time. <laughs> Listen, he, was inspired, right he was inspired by a podcaster that left out a whole third of an episode on his last episode, you're listening along, you're listening along, and it's like, and now we're going to talk about The Dark Knight Rises. Woo! Dead silence. <laughs> for, literally for an hour. And then it's like, yeah. and now we'll talk about that awesome Man of Steel treaser we saw. And, and I started getting emails and tweets saying, you forgot an hour. And I'm like, no, that was just a moment of silence we did. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it was an hour of silence you did. And sure enough, I left that up. So, yeah. You got some good role models there, buddy. <laughs> and that's why we started 15 minutes late. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Matt and I have been kind of humming along, but then uh, StarWars.com stopped doing recaps on their website, uh, which we were stealing and then using on our show, uh, which they didn't seem to have a problem with, so everything's good. Uh, they let me have this panel, so uh, they must not care that much. Uh, so when they stopped doing that, I realized I can't write the, the, the recaps. I don't have enough time. I'm far too important for that sort of thing. <laughs> so I found some, some college student who uh, listened to the podcast and said, hey, uh, write the recaps for us. And Kyle was like, yeah, I'll, hey, I'll write yeah. the recaps. Write the recaps rather than worry about your personal education and betterment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> far, far more important. Did, did my education get me up here at Star Wars Celebration 6? No. Well. <laughs> no, but a actually what happened was it was right before Celebration 5, I emailed Mike and was like, hey, do you need any, you know, help with reporting stuff from C5? Because I knew he had gotten a media pass and that gets you in free. And I'm like, there's no way I can afford going to this convention. But if they're going to get in for free doing media stuff, why not? I'll throw my name in the hat. And he was like, yeah, better luck next time, buddy. And then after C5, he's like, how? So I ended up here. <laughs> That's a different perspective on it. This is pretty much how it went. <laughs> he's like, yeah, maybe next time, you know, I'll let you know if I need some help or something. A couple weeks later, he's like, yeah, we need your help, like now. He's like, can you, he's, well, in the, the season three premiere, you know, they show two episodes on the same day, and he text, or sent me an email over the weekend and was like, yeah, we don't have a recap for either of those first two episodes. Can you, like, crank that out by Monday? Thanks. So I was like, yeah, sure, no yeah, problem. Monday about 6.30 Pacific time would be fantastic. Yep. And Kyle was all yeah. like, well, I do have a, uh, a paper due then. <laughs> and Michael was all like, no, you don't. <laughs> Let, let's, be, <laughs> let's be honest. Kyle's studying film. There's really no papers to do in that, Not right? really. No, not really. You just kind of goof around with a, with a video camera. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I do write papers. I've written Clone Wars recaps that are longer than papers I've turned in. <laughs> that's because the episodes are so in-depth and amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. How we can the the more I like hours. an episode, the longer a recap I'll write. How much do you editorialize in a recap? Speaking of that, you say the more you like it, the longer you'll write. How that, much? that also depends on um, 
on how much I like the episode because now StarWars.com has started doing recaps again, so I'll take those and use them as sort of a, a baseline to work from. And if it's an episode I really like, I'll kind of go through and pick it apart and add my own stuff to it. If it's one I didn't like all that much, I'll kind of just leave it as is. So I don't Admissions have to spend a whole lot of, time of plagiarism. <laughs> I didn't say plagiarism. I said less editing. Plagiarizing. On the hundredth episode of Front Lines. No, no, no. When it, when it's plagiarizing is when I don't have time to write the recap, so I tell Matt, and he says, "Okay, I'll do it," and he just takes it right off StarWars.com. I just copy off StarWars.com. Those recaps, by the way, those recaps are a little bit hidden. Uh, you have to go into the the pictures, the slideshow pictures, and then cycle through the slideshow pictures yes. in order to so, get the of the recap. So call it call it plagiarism if you want, but I gotta go and copy and paste from twenty different pages. I have so to do so much work to copy people's stuff. <laughs> yeah, they don't even put it on the same page for me anymore. It used to just be one long page. I guess they figured out what we were doing. It used to be just block the text and copy. <laughs> And you have to say, too, that those behind the scenes also about what me and Mike do is we don't edit at all. So what you guys hear is what we record. We don't do any editing except for adding in the uh, end and the uh, beginning audio. So it's basically like a live podcast. So if you see mistakes in there, and it's because we don't edit. Right? I can just go with it, man. It's live. Let's do it. That's how we don't talk between episodes. We don't discuss it right when we get on the podcast, and that's our initial thought. So, a little behind the scenes there. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what you're getting right now, which is us making it up as we go, which is something I learned from Indiana Jones, so I consider it good advice. Which is something that you promised me would not happen. <laughs> I did tell you that we yeah. had like an outline, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, we do kind of have a little bit of an outline because if anybody's been down to the exhibition hall today and seen the chalk drawing, that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of Clone Wars news for that. Other than the fact that Darth Maul's foot will be featured <laughs> in season five, we got that at one of the panels earlier this morning. And uh, Justin Bieber planet confirmed for season six. Mm. Ah, I so, don't know. I think that was more that's a Michael Cohen exclusive right here. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but this chalk drawing in the center of it it says uh, what, what what was it? What, what does it say? I think, uh, I think it says who uh, will fall. Who, yeah, who will, who will fall. fall. Yeah, who yeah. will fall. So. It's kind of, uh, it's intimating a little bit that maybe, maybe we might be Who saying, will fall? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's got Palpatine in the middle, and then it's got a bunch of little circles around with pictures of characters, and there's like... Targets over their faces. See, see I don't even remember all... Well, no, there's, there's Hondo, there's Ventress, there's Pre Vizsla. The, the two that I'm predicting will fall that are on the image are Adi Gallia and Duchess Satine. That's just my personal guess. I bet it's a play on words and they all fall at some point or another. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a lot of skin knees in Clone oh, Wars well, you know, Because there's also there's, uh, there's Ahsoka and Captain Rex. I don't think they're going to... Well, maybe they'll, they'll fall Who in will Steve's fall? literal interpretation. Well, and, and we've also got Darth Maul is on there. Yeah, right. right. So. Darth Maul and Savage. Yeah, so there's a lot of characters there that are what I would consider loose ends, just kind of running around. Yep. You know, loose ends with lightsabers. Yeah, just running around. You know, and listen, the last thing you want is a loose end with a lightsaber. Exactly. That that's dangerous. Those things just start flopping around and things get cut off. It's dangerous. Lightsabers See, flying everywhere. See, usually, I, usually I thought, lightsabers lead to loose ends. C6 tips were done, but there's, there's yeah. C6 tip number six. Tie <laughs> up all your loose ends, especially if you have a lightsaber. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm thinking I'm kind of 
I, you might be right on some of those because some of those characters don't appear in episode three. Uh, I think everybody's going to expect maybe Ahsoka to go, but I think that that's a long shot. I think she'll be around for a while longer. Yeah. I think if Hondo's on there, yeah. it's going to be Hondo. It's going to be Hondo. I mean, because right? who is the person that's going to cause the least amount of ripples in Star Wars <laughs> fandom? They killed Hondo! <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> uh, for some of us, Hondo is one of our favorite characters. Who's some of us? Well, for me. Okay. Yeah, look well, at that. Yeah. All right, look at there. Yeah. At least 10% of the audience. <laughs> You know, I just realized Cad Bane's a loose end, and I don't think they had him on that no, picture, so maybe, Bane, maybe he's safe. Cad yeah. Bane is going to be digitally inserted into the next release of The Empire Strikes Back on the bridge of that day. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I'd complain about that. Vader would be like, no disintegration. He'd be like, I can't promise anything. <laughs> of course, by then he'd be all old and hunched over, and Vader would be like, no disintegrations. He'd be like, say what? Not necessarily. You don't know how those things age. I yeah, he's a he's a duro. Duro, not a bit. What's a bit? Oh my god. A bit of the figurine Dan. Like, and okay, yeah, I get him confused. Yeah. Yeah. You're so much louder than me, Matt. <laughs> I feel like I have to yell. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the hundredth episode of Frontlines. <laughs> I thought this was your show. <laughs> There's a reason why I brought Steve on today, but uh, but yeah, I. What did he you've, com you've completely derailed me. I'm sorry, Hondo, dead. Hondo, Hondo, dead. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Let, let's uh, let's find out who do you guys think is gonna die. Just just shout it out. Alderaan. <laughs> Alderaan. Satine. I think Satine's gonna die, and then Obi Wan is going to get really mad. Go at Go to the dark Mons. side. No, not go to the dark side, but just. So you're calling Maul kills Satine, yeah, and Obi Wan then kills Maul, yeah, again, again. Can we just listen? Poor Obi Wan, he can't catch a break. He's like Sith Lord's our speciality. He hasn't killed one. <laughs> but he's had a whole lot more experience fighting them than he, we thought he did when he, Episode Three first came yeah, out. Yeah, he maims them like it's nobody's <laughs> business, but he hasn't killed one yet. So, well, Count Dooku, I don't even think he lands a hit, right? Oh, no, yeah, like he, he gets he gets like one, two, three, and then he gets hit in the leg and just goes down. Yep. Oh, like, that's in like, Episode oh. Two. In Episode, episode Three, two, yeah. he gets like smashed under some like uh, what do you? I've got no words. <laughs> words escape me. I can't speak. Yeah, some scaffolding. I yeah, think scaffolding is a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, Steve has derailed me. Uh, actually, that's a good time to let, let's break and let's do uh, let's do our door prize. Uh, and our door prize, if you can bring me the uh, the what are they called? Those little things that come in the little balls. Na, 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 na. The little Star Wars guys. The little. Uh, it's a little package. Squeaky. The, fi the fighter pod. The fighter pod. Squeaky. Yeah, there you go. We got a, we got a fighter pod that we're gonna yeah. give away to one lucky person. Uh, you should have been handed. The lovely <laughs> crystal, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I can't throw. <laughs> uh, you should have been handed a, a little handbill. Uh, this is the one that says CloneWarsPodcast.com. Oh, you didn't get one. Some people got them, I think. And uh, I. Well, we're looking for number 77. So somebody, if somebody's Whoa, got number 77. 77. Ooh. That's a good number. <laughs> somebody got number 77? There we go. We All got right. a winner. Look at you, sir. 77. Yeah. 
it? What's your name? Omar. Omar? Yeah. And you're you're on Frontline for Clone Wars podcast. Every dream you've ever had is coming true right now. Yeah. And you're getting a fighter pod. Okay. Thank you. It's random, so I don't know. That might be Darth Maul. It might be uh, one of the, I don't know, one of those little snaggletooth dudes. It might be. They uh, have snaggletooth. Might be that guy that walks around with the juicer. That guy in like the orange gear on Bespin. <laughs> ice cream juicer. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Sorry. Oh, it's a memory core. I didn't know memory cores could make ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> There's an app for that. <laughs> there you go. How, how, how long are we going? How much Thank you, Omar. Everyone give it up for you. Thanks, Omar. Yeah. 6.35. That's 6.30. Okay. Man. Man. Yeah. 6.30. What you got now, outline boy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Mike, have you given away any t-shirts yet? No, uh, well, we've given away a few t-shirts earlier today. We haven't given away one of these awesome t-shirts that are specially for C6. But we've given away some other t-shirts. We're going to give away that t-shirt at the end of the panel. But right now, let's talk about uh, favorite episodes of The Clone Wars. Oh, wow. So off the Overall, top of your head. Yeah, it's just yeah. gut instinct. Everybody, everybody who listens to the podcast already knows mine. So I'll go last. Yeah. I think mine's the same, Trespass. Yeah, trespass. Are, 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 we, are we picking just one? Which one was we trespass? We like one for each season. No one from was it season one? Well, yeah. tell us why is it your favorite episode? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, you said it's all Chris, the snow. All the snow. Chris Hoth Ice Planet. This is actually one. <laughs> That's fair. It's just always. Uh, it's like his peak. I don't know. It's just always my favorite episode. I really can't say why. It's just really cool to me. It's just an awesome yeah. episode. And and we already know that we're getting snow this next season. Yeah, of return yeah. to snow. Heck so yeah, maybe something that. that can compete yeah. with Trespass. <laughs> exactly, that'll be my so favorite. So now Trespass is the one with the big hairy bits. What's a bit? I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what are the big hairy no, things? Tals. No, there's the they're tals. Not yasms. Not yasms. Not yasms. Those are the ones with the teeth and the nose. Okay. These are all racist generalizations about alien species, but that's okay. Well, what was the guy that sang in Jabba's Jabba's palace? Then the he's a yesm. He's a yesm. He's a yesm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Steve singing on a podcast. It wouldn't be a podcast with Steve without that. What your favorite episode? Do I have to pick just one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could I could pick like not an arc, one episode. well, I'm not talking about just one arc. I'm talking about like one favorite episode from every season or no, one episode. Okay, 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 okay. If I just had to pick one one episode, I would probably have to go with Carnage of Krell. Yeah. Just because that was the one that when I watched for the first time, I had the strongest reaction to, and was just like, oh my gosh, I can't. It was just great moment which after great is, moment. Which one is Carnage of Krell? That's the last one in the Umbara arc. <laughs> okay. With uh, from you know from season four, and it was. Uh, you know, starts off with uh, Fives and uh, Jesse about to be executed for disobeying Krell in the last episode, and then the clones all decide not to execute them and kind of lay their weapons down and disobey Krell, and then Krell orders them against each other, and you got clones fighting clones, and you think they're on Barnes at first, and then you realize what's going on, and then they go to arrest Krell, and he pulls out his double-bladed lightsabers and goes all crazy on himself. So, yeah, I just thought that episode start to finish was freaking awesome. Hmm. That's I was fair. most disappointed by the Krell arc because I I really relate to characters like Dexter Jetster because I'm a fatty. <laughs> and, um, and and so when I saw the previews and I saw this his species, what's his species a bit? When I saw <laughs> when I saw, you know, the bit with the four arms swinging the double-bladed lightsabers, I thought this is going to be amazing. 
Biff Dexter Jetster is now like a Jedi, and that's going to be great. And and then he was bad, and I was so sad, Michael. I was sad. It made me sad. It hurt your heart a little it bit. It did hurt my heart. And then he died. <laughs> because the only the, the other guy you have to think about, like the, as a role model, it, as you uh, expressed, that is a fatty. Yeah. <laughs> is Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, or the Rancor Keeper. Oh, or the Rancor Keeper. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt, bad guy through and through. Rancor Keeper, he's got a sensitive side at least. Yeah, he does. Right? He's really, he's, he's, he's a not nice afraid guy. to cry, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He squeaks weird when he cries. That's a weird, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Kyle's got that in there. I have a scene of him giving the Rancor CPR to try and bring him in the next, in the next Blu-ray release, though, yeah. If, if the Clone Wars keeps Blue. going, Past yeah. episode six, we'll find out that the Rancor didn't, in fact, die and just has cybernetic enhancements He went, yeah, he went and saved Boba Fett from yeah. the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. 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 Don't know where their bond came from, but he went and did that. Yeah. Uh, favorite episodes? Have you actually watched The Clone Wars? What is this? No. <laughs> you know, whenever anyone says, what's your favorite episode, I immediately jump to, and I always go with what is my what is my first initial thing to say, and I always jump to ambush the very first episode mm-hmm. on the yeah. TV series, um, because of the focus on Yoda. I loved the glimpse of Empire Strikes Back Yoda that we got in the moment where he's in that cave and he's talking to each individual clone trooper and he's telling them why they're different and why they're special. It's like to me. That shows the wisdom and, and just the the compassion and just how awesome Yoda is. It's not just mm-hmm. in his fighting. It's, it's what he does leading up to those moments. And he's so wise and he's so understanding of what these guys needed in that moment. And he just gives it to them. And so I really, honestly, that's, that is one of my favorite. I, I can't, it's the one that I immediately go to as being a favorite mm-hmm. is, is that particular episode. Um, but there's been so much good since then, and you said no arcs. Yeah. But I mean, the, from the since the latter half of season three, that's what we've got are arcs, you yeah. know. And I mean, it's hard to pick one standalone yeah. kind of thing out of that. But if I had to, it'd be ambush. Well, as as we hinted at before, mine is trespass. Oh no, we flat out said it. There we was flat no out hint. Said it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to a little bit of an artistic transition there, but that's Matt okay. knows where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah. What about Matt? What's Matt? Oh, okay. oh yeah, Matt's here. <laughs> Wow, so I want to say Oscar's crisis, but another part of me is saying oh, yeah, that was only because, you know, it kind of brings me, I know when the film, of course, brings in and some of the movies, uh, as far as the you know, Dark Mall, obviously. I know a lot of people don't like that, true, but I love the Dark Mall back and see what they can do and having Sam Whitler. Uh, it just exceeded my expectations, but, uh, I don't know, Hostage Crisis, I think, is going to do it because I oh, love Cad I love his style. He reminds me of Clint Eastwood, my favorite cowboy of all time. So, I don't know, I guess I'll go Hostage Crisis. It's tough, tough. What's the one where Cy Snoodles killed Zero? That was Hunt for Zero. That was a good one. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You said I could only pick one episode. He just mentioned two. I'm Steve. So did Matt. Matt said two. And well, and I'll well, tell you this too: like he Matt made me think about like the the episode where Chewie shows up. Like when Chewie stands up in that slave trader and like just turns and is Chewie, and they've got like the like the original John Williams music playing. I choked up. I was like, he's back. It's Chewie. You know, I was so glad to see him. <laughs> that is like that so was. weird. <laughs> <laughs> that he just kind of came out of 
nowhere. That was great. That, that just kind of happened. That was like the holiday special or something there. <laughs> yeah. That was a little bit of holiday special Wookiee action. Yeah, that was a, yeah, it was a back and forth conversation. We just lumpy. Had. I think that was lumpy. Yeah. Uh, well, mine is Trespass. Uh, which is from season one, so we've got actually a lot of a lot of uh, favorite episodes from season one. Considering we're going into the fifth season, yeah. it's pretty amazing that 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 first season sort of just laid the groundwork so well, and it's just so great wall to wall. Uh, and and for me, it's Trespass, uh, pretty much above everything else, with the exception of uh, uh, Bounty from this last season. Oh my Lanta, Bounty yeah, was, was so good. Episode, so. <laughs> And what was the one where they were on, like, the flute? Was they on Felucia and they were helping the turtle people, but the bounty hunters were there when we first met Himbo? Himbo? Jimbo? <laughs> Bimbo? He's a bit with the hat. What's a bit? Think you're talking about Embo? I don't yeah, know Embo. that we know what species Embo is. But we saw him in this. What was that episode called? Bounty, bounty hunters. hunters. That was Bounty Hunters. Yes. Yeah. I front love that lines. episode. It was so good. <laughs> this has turned into Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, 100th episode, Revenge of the Bith. <laughs> That's clever. That's yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you think so. That's good. Uh, but yeah, uh, trespass for me is gonna. <laughs> I'm trying to finish my thought. Sorry. Here, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> trespass has. Uh, it's actually the reason why it's my favorite episode is a little bit controversial, and people might throw things at me, particularly Steve. So I'm gonna take a step over here. Why would I throw anything at you? Uh, because it's kind of actually a lot like a Star Trek episode. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, you gotta explain that one. So, the thing that I love about classic Star Trek and classic uh, the Next Generation yeah. is that, like, let's go down to a planet, get involved. <laughs> See, look, you said Star Trek and somebody's walking out in the back. Hit <laughs> hey, me up, Scotty. started crying. <laughs> I broke a rule. I'm Star sorry. Trek, Star Trek, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So they'll go down to a planet, and we'll, we'll learn about a culture. Yeah. <laughs> and then the heroes will not, you know, just sort of impose their belief structure on that culture, but they'll try and help them, you know, make their way to peace. Number one. It's a snowy planet. But they're Jedi. Dress warmly. Take it away, team. Dress warmly. <laughs> well, and that's the thing about Star Trek that makes Star Trek kind of lame is that you get a bald guy and a dude with a beard going down and, uh, and a blind dude. Number one. Yeah, and they just kind of talk through their problems. Would you like to have me play my flute? <laughs> there you go. And a pan flute is not a very intimidating uh, instrument. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but with Star Wars, what we get, we get that same thing with the Jedi. But then they have lightsabers and the force. Well, and two, you had the whole speeder thing going on where yes. they were on, in that episode that was so awesome. And I mean, some narc latch. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of like a bit. They, they're, they're the things that the bit ride on. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like the big. They're the bit. Are they like horse. a tauntaun? Not so much. <laughs> They're, they're four-legged spiky tauntauns. In fact, okay. they don't look very comfortable to ride because they got like those. blades coming uh, out. Yeah, of the back. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That was good. Yeah. That was yeah. That was the whole thing. That was like. They were preventing war, but they were having to go to war. And the blue people were in that one. That is, yes. that's for the George Lucas's character. Yes, his species, Bith. <laughs> I think you're thinking Chiss, but they're actually Pandorans. I should, I should just always have Jason standing over there to, to correct <laughs> us. And Thank you, Jason. 
You're welcome. See, this is like when we're at home and, you know, Mike and Matt are talking on the podcast and like, oh, what's the name of that species? And me and Jason are like yelling it at the computer. And now I'm we all can, like, I'm all now like, it's a bear! Do you really do that? No, I don't do that. <laughs> Chris said... <laughs> Let's you take a break a from talking about the Clone Wars, okay? And uh, let's go back to talking about you guys up here, because uh, Chris, you do another podcast. Yes, I do. What podcast is that? Yes, Sarlacc Pit podcast. Okay. Uh, Just I get up on the mic. Like Just right there. Pit podcast. Okay. Is that don't better? Pop your, yeah, don't pop your feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, what would you like to know, Mike? Well, what's, like what's, what do you guys, what do you guys talk about on the Starlight Fit podcast? Uh, anything and everything, but the Clone Wars. But the Clone Wars. Yeah, what, we, don't, why, we don't talk too much about the Clone Wars. Why do you avoid the Clone Wars? Because Matt's my co-host. Because you stole yes. my co-host. Yes, I did. Yes, for I did. your show. <laughs> and uh, he actually spent. <laughs> oh, and you're treading on my territory. Yeah. You're lucky I don't have a switchblade. And <laughs> And I take, uh, we, he spends more time with me on my show than he does on your show. So. He does. Yes, he, he does. does. And then yeah. he also goes on trips with you. Yep. But when I fly all the way out to Orlando for Star Wars Celebration, he doesn't fly here. He just Skypes in. Yeah. I was, I was hoping to come on and say, hey, I'm working on that. I was hoping Frontlines would pay my way, but uh, that didn't quite happen. Uh, so, so uh, you guys just talk Star Wars in general? Yeah, with pretty the much news anything. We basically do a little bit of news. Uh, I, I like to do Star Wars and pop culture, kind of like what the Force Cast uh, started, but I do my own version of it. And then we just pick a particular topic that whichever guest we have. You've never asked me to be on. Uh, <laughs> actually, I have. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You actually responded. What Negatively, but anyway. Did uh, really? Yes, you did. That must have gone to Derek. <laughs> but uh, and then we'll pick a topic. Say when Bethany and Riley come on, we'll just decide a topic that they want to do as yeah. well as we do, and then we just beat it to death. Literally, <laughs> just, for just like talk about all two the hours. And all the what? The minutiae, the, the little things, the details. Sure. The <laughs> sure. You got to keep the words small with me. Hey, it's five fans, four fans, and with. The fans. We actually encourage on that podcast people to come on and talk about a specific topic. So that's kind of what the difference between our podcast and every other podcast is we encourage people to come on if you're just a regular fan or not. Right. Have a good time talking about the war. Yeah, because Mike doesn't like having guests on his show, so we do it on our show. And pretty much if you want to come on, shoot us an email and we'll try and set something up. I like to uh, I like to have the best guests on my show. Uh, that's thank that's you. why it took two years for you to get on our show then. Yes. Right, yeah. Matt? Oh, Matt gets quiet now. He's looking at him giggling. Yeah, now he's quiet. Usually we can't shut Matt up. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Steve, you, you do your podcast, Geek Out Loud. Sometimes. <laughs> Not often. 
What's uh, what's Geek Out Loud all about? Geek Out Loud was my reaction to the internet. <laughs> um, it was. Thank you so much. <laughs> it took you a while to get it started. Didn't it? it did take me a while to get it started. When I uh, when I this is what I've always said. I didn't know people had a problem with Ewoks until I got online. And, me neither. And when people, well, yeah, when I got online and heard people complain about Ewoks, and then when the prequels hit, and understand that I love the prequels, I grew up with Star Wars. I was born four months before the release of Star Wars, and, and so it's just always been in my life. And I love the prequels. I was there in 99, you know, as a college kid watching the prequels, and, and I watched The Phantom Menace and loved it, loved every bit about it, and loved everything. And, and then I started hearing people like just, just trashing it, backlash. I'm like, but they do that with everything, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of enjoy stuff. So rather than talk about what I don't like and what's so negative and what's so bad and what's so meh, um, <laughs> I'm just going to have what I call a safe place to geek out unless you're a tricky. And, <laughs> and so it's really kind of been my response to the Internet is, is I just try to be positive, have a good time, and laugh. And so we never really do any news. We'll editorialize on some stuff that's in the news about things. But generally, we end up just talking about fun stuff that we love, that we've been watching, or that, you know, like I've gone through a James Bond, started a James Bond rewatch, or watched for the first time through I the movies. I can't believe you've never seen those. Well, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times I end up spilling into Star Wars talk just on the, on the fly because it happens. Uh, superhero talk, the movie, you know, like with the movies that have come out this year, that sort of thing. And we just try to have a good time. Along with my co-host now, Derek, um, we, uh, we, you know, we just kind of, we try to find bits and funny things that we can do to make ourselves laugh. It's really all about self-entertainment for us, but <laughs> people tend to listen and have a good time. So it's a geekoutpodcast.com. <laughs> there you go. That's the plug. Am I still on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> well, as long as you can hear me. That's, that's what matters. Uh, and we have some other podcasters in our audience, actually. So let's start right here. You guys come on up. We got Riley and Bethany. Let's go over here so that you guys are in the video. And you guys do the Star Wars report. Actually, you guys were just on Frontlines uh, uh, three or four weeks yeah. ago. So uh, what's the Star Wars report? I've heard it's a good show. I've, 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 I've heard it's a good show. I've, I've, uh, people have told me. No, it's about an hour show where we do a uh, show on Star Wars specifically, although kind of like Steve here, we don't delve a ton into the news. We kind of use uh, Star Wars as a platform and see how it relates to us and our culture. And so we, we, we kind of drift from everything uh, as, as it relates to Star Wars. So recently we've been, we've been uh, talking a lot about uh, the Clone Wars news and especially some of the stuff that's coming up. And that's one thing I'm known for is, is, is I really get into some of the Clone Wars discussion. They have to, uh, uh, my co-host Mark, uh, who's not with us, has to kind of uh, shut me up occasionally and get in a little EU talk as well. But this is also my sister Bethany. Hey everyone, glad to be here. I guess the Star Wars report, in a way, unlike Steve, but similar to Steve, the Star Wars report was a way for me to actually get online. And then I had my reaction to being online afterwards. But uh, it's just a show where we have fun discussing Star Wars, uh, news, EU, the Clone Wars, but mainly discussions, mainly our thoughts. Cool. So what's the website for that? Well, you can find us at uh, StarWarsReport.com. Nice. Well done. That's, the, that's called the Glossin intonation. Thank you. Patent pending, right? I had to get on to Riley early on in the day when I quit stealing my jokes. But. <laughs> cool. And then you guys have a podcast that's also on your website that these guys do. 
Jason, crazy kids. Come, yeah, so come on come up, guys. Come on, come on. All right, all right. You, you, you forced me into it. So this is, this is Jason, who also does our intro. So that, that sultry voice that you hear at the top of every episode of Frontlines. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes, J- Jason locked his keys in my car, or in his car at my house, and we almost missed celebration just so you know. That's not supposed to be public knowledge. You put it on Facebook, it's public knowledge. Like Mike said, you put it on the internet, it doesn't go away. Why is my mic really loud all of a sudden? I don't know, because... Anyway, yes, uh, we have a podcast. It's called the Wampus Lair Podcast. Um, we actually are in the minority of podcasters in that we actually met each other before we started the podcast uh, because Mike and Matt have never met each other in person, and they've been podcasting for, what, almost three years now? Three, uh, about years? three and a half years, and we've never met each other yet. Yeah, so we were inspired by Mike and Chris back there from Sarlacc Pit to start our own podcast because we just wanted to talk Star Wars. And we're like, well, if we're going to talk Star Wars, he lives in Boston. I live in Tucson, Arizona. So, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and that's not exactly next door. So we're like, well, we're going to Skype. Might as well record it and see if anybody wants to listen to two fanboys talk about Star Wars. <laughs> do do they, they want to listen to you guys talk about Star Wars? Uh, I hope so. Um, we're doing pretty good. For, it was, this is like our sixth month we're in right now. Um, and I don't know. We have a lot of fun with it. I think we, I mean, we do something a little bit different. Um, when I talked to Riley at Fan Days about thinking about starting the podcast, Riley and Bethany were like, well, like, it, that's awesome, but like, do you have anything unique? And I was like, mm, probably not. But um, <laughs> well, luckily we did come up with something. I mean, Jason and I like do lo- really different topics from some of the other shows. Like, we like to delve into like characters, like talk about how these people develop. We bring a lot of that stuff into it. So we go a little bit beneath the surface, not saying that other people don't, but that's kind of like our little flavor. Um, we, we stole a couple things from the Sarlacc pit and yep. uh, made it better. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, we're just having a lot of fun. He said we could steal it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks. Thank so, and people can get it on iTunes and from StarWarsReport.com, right? Yes. yes. There are bosses. There are, there are bosses. Com. So, yeah, yeah. StarWarsReport.com. There you go. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Mike, is it actually stealing if they ask first? No. I I guess not. The the consensus from the crowd is no. So, so with uh, I got my own panel, and I decided that I'd just bring all my friends up here. So that's why I showed you guys all these other awesome podcasts that you can listen to. So if you're not listening to podcasts, you need to get into it because uh, we all have awesome discussions about Star Wars. It's it's pretty much Star Wars celebration, but just all the time. It is totally wizard. <laughs> <laughs> totally wizard. Yeah, and you can kind of take it with you wherever you're going, you know, on your drive to work or whatever. So we, we just talk about Star Wars. We're all fans, and that's why we're here. So. And, you know, it's a good way to keep yourself sane, too, especially if you get involved and, like, do your own podcast. Because I used to just listen to Frontlines and start talking to myself. And so now that I get to be on the show sometimes, I don't feel like a nutcase. So... That's awesome. Nice. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap up, and in wrapping up, we've got two prizes to give away. We have The first is going to be a trivia contest. So, Chris, no, ask Matt. He's got the question. Okay, so Matt's got the question. Right, you do, right? So we're going to – who thinks that they know the most about Savage Opress? He gave me the question. I don't even know what that is. Do I count? Can I compete? No, you did the no, intro. No, you can't compete. I didn't think so. Shut the question. You can't start the show with the intro and Just end it with winning the prize. My phone knows. 
I'm a, I think I remember the question. Okay, so this might be a quickest uh, quickest fingers on the keyboard type of trivia contest. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, can you ask the question? Yeah, this question is from season three. The episode is Monster. Savage or Fred ultimately killed his brother. What was his brother's name? His brother's name. Has anybody got that? He's got. It's for they pronounce it for all, but it's spelled Farrell. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's they, they pronounce it Farrell. Do they pronounce it yeah. Farrell? Okay. So Jeez. either way, you win from the Savage Press screenings way back. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, it's inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for throwing me a T-shirt that's inside out. I'm gonna throw a crystal. Thanks for trying it on before you give it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't. I actually have one of my. I got your back. I got your back. So it's the uh, it's the Savage Press exclusive T-shirt. So if you weren't at that screening, and wait, uh, you got one of these. So uh, there you go. Awesome. And then, uh, and you get the poster, the exclusive poster. So awesome. Cool. Now Savage Press, he's an alien. He's a bit. He's a bit. Good one, man. Uh, and uh, so let's do it. Let's do our last giveaway. Now, uh, if you were wandering around C6 today and uh, I found you, or or Crystal found you, or maybe Steve or Kyle did, uh, or even Chris, you had some as well at some point. At one point, uh, and we may have handed you and JC. I can't forget JC, of course, JC. <laughs> uh, we may have handed you a little handbill, and I told you that it's a raffle ticket. It's got a number on it there. And, uh, and so we're going to do the draw right now. So uh, who wants to pull this number out of here? Kyle's going to pull the number out of this. Kyle's going to pull the number, so it's his fault if you didn't win it. <laughs> How far do we go? All right, the number 92. 92, are you in the house? 92. Carl, you can fake it. <laughs> 92, anybody, 92. 92? Anyone here? If you flip it upside down, it kind of looks like 26. How about that one? <laughs> Let's try another one. Pull another one. 23. 23. And Matt got it. Okay, okay, go, go again. Maybe I should just pull out a handful and write Yeah, just, just rapid fire. 35. We handed out a lot of these. Once, going twice. Bring it up here. It's 25. Well, I that everyone that got one would be here. 25. Yeah. 25. And I actually 25, 25. How many times have you gone? Anybody that thinks they're the closest one to 25. Oh, yeah. Who's closest to 25? Yeah, who's closest to 25? <laughs> I was close to 92. Oh. Okay. Let's go back to 92. Oh, what was this man over here, guys? got 32. 32? Anyone closer to 25 than 32? I just pulled a 30 out of the bag. So oh, I think well, I say win a win a chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> over that way. There we go. So who was that? Who had 30? Who's buying the chicken dinner? 32. Over here. Sorry? He had 32 over here. Yeah. The, yeah. Over there? Okay, come on up and, uh, and, and pick a t-shirt. You could just give it to him. Walk, you walk it over there. We have sizes. Yeah, but he, he so wants him to come in front of the camera probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. That's our time. 
Uh, so thank you guys. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you. You really yeah, didn't let you. Matt talk very much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Congratulations on 100 episodes, Matt and Michael. Thank you. Sorry? Yeah, and I was just on the 50th of Sarlacc Pit, so. Didn't even know it. I didn't even know it until we were until we were recording, yeah. I, I was maybe a little bit more prepared for 100, but obviously not that prepared for episode 100. <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for us. So uh, tune in to the podcast. It's www.clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash clonewarspodcast. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at Clone Wars. And, uh, and that's it. So we will see you guys the next time we record. Season five. Buttons if you want buttons. That's it. seasons have you um, written out? And we're at five. You mentioned six last night. Is we definitely going to see a seven, eight, nine, ten? <laughs> you know, I've always said, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep making these episodes as long as people are watching them. Because of the demands of our production schedule to deliver this high-quality product, we work very far in advance. We have all of season five finished, and of course, we have been actually working on the scripts and designs that would be delivered for uh, a season six. Some, you know, I hate to say it, some fantastic stuff, some amazing stuff. 
will you see it, you know, you know, that's up to the people above me in the, in the business world. So, you know, I hope so, and, but we go season to season. Cartoon Network's been a great partner for us. I've always been excited by their support and everything they've done for the show. So, you know, right now I'll just focus on season five and, uh, you know, if you've seen the trailer, you know the exciting things you're going to see this year. Well, why the change on the, on the schedule? Why did they change it from 9 o'clock on Fridays? They've actually moved their entire action block to Saturday mornings, and so we go with that. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, we might find an even bigger audience on Saturday mornings. I mean, I can remember as a kid being ecstatic about Saturday mornings. I used to get up to see Dungeons and Dragons. That was like my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no way I was missing that show. Um, so if, if that's what we become, you know, I think that's great for the people that, you know, go out Friday night and can't get up early Saturday morning, so to speak. Um, I'm sure they're going to be DVRing the show. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how, how the audience responds to it. You made mention last night during the thing about it's better on the big screen. Are we going to have a second Clone Wars movie? You know, I, I really can't say. You know, I think. These two. You know, my, my whole thing is I think that it's great when the fans demand stuff. I think when you guys bring it up, I think that that always helps motivate things. And Why are they blushing? I'm just curious. That's <laughs> <laughs> I promise that men absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it again. Yeah. Seven years, Padawan. <laughs> but uh, you know, we focus Joel and I on making the quality of the show as cinematic as possible. We are we shoot at two three five. It's ready to be projected as we saw last night, anytime. And the stories are written as such as well. So um, I'm happy with it where it is. You know, on TV, I'm very proud that we bring that level of quality to TV each week. But you know, we are a film company with this film, and we always plan on delivering that type of quality guys wherever it is. Well, thank you. Jonathan? Hi guys. Um, we recently had a, a um, fan poll in Insider for the best uh, episodes of the season, the well, last season of Wars, um, and it's not going to be published till October the 23rd, but I'm going to tell you that the best episode according to fans was Revenge. Um, why do you think that one resonated? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, in terms of Darth Maul, the guy's got the Boba Fett factor going for him, you know? Looks cool, and and there was an attitude that was established in that movie. So I think our job was just to... I mean, you can't do the same thing. You can't bring the character back and have it be exactly what it was, you know? So we actually had to sit around and talk about, well, if, if there could be two Sith... You don't just pick a guy who's good at sword fighting. He's got to be good at pretty much everything. If, if you're going to pick another, you know, an apprentice and actually spend years training him, it's, he's got to be really smart. And he's got to be someone who could eventually take over the mantle of master. And so, but but aside from all of so so we, it, it was always our aspiration to go there, which you will see in this season. You'll you'll start discovering new elements of this character. But the big thing for revenge and for brothers was to just describe the cost of what had happened to him, not just physically, but mentally. And then also just to show you the unadulterated dark side of the force, you know, like like this is this is what it is. It isn't just cool leather suits and red lightsabers, it's madness and it's despair and it's pain. You know, that's sort of what we went with it. 
So he'll he'll get funnier as he goes on. <laughs> funnier. <laughs> he, he becomes hilarious, and then they just pour him over the detours. Careful. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Following up on that, Sam, uh, what's it like for you as an actor? And is, is there any additional pressure in the fact that you closed out last season? and you kick off this season. So here's this huge cast and all these people that have been uh, working together on this show for a while, and, and then it's the, the Sam Whitworth show for for the end of season four and the start of season five. Well, it's it's, it's not, it's it's the Star Wars show. It's not, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that the character, I, I can do whatever the hell I want in, in the room if the character isn't shot correctly, if characters aren't reacting, the other characters around Darth Maul aren't reacting with fear or awe, I mean, if all these things don't line up, you know, if he isn't lit correctly, it doesn't quite work, you know? So when they, when they shoot him from certain angles, they make him look scary. When everyone's afraid of him, when everyone's talking about him when he's not on screen, well, then my job is very easy. Then I just get to be quiet and quietly confident, you know? So that's, that's really the trick. You don't like Sam. He's a big nerd. <laughs> he fits right in with, you know, this group over here. <laughs> hey, I, by the way, I... I I, I want to bring this up. Um, you, you saw the episode, the, the new one, the season five opener. I didn't know that the pirate captain was this guy. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, not Hondo, but the one Jiro. Yeah, Jiro. 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 Yeah, that one was. We saw him next year. We were we were talking like. <laughs> but you have to, whatever you say, you have to say it with confidence. It's Tira. Tira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tira. Um, we actually have, uh, we were just talking, we actually have several scenes together as he has several different characters that, you know, that Maul will be interacting with. But you talked about revenge and, and just, uh, you know, the clothes from the opener for Sam, but he's, you know, Mortis was a huge uh, yeah. art for us. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Sam was a huge piece of that. It works. That was fun. That was a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. Who's next? Oh, Eric. Thanks. Hey. Um, Dave, you mentioned, and George also mentioned on the show, it's gotten more mature and darker. Really, for anyone, have you been sort of surprised by how far you've been able to push it content-wise? And is there ever a time where you're like, maybe we need to pull back a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, there is stuff that we shoot that does not make it into the show at all. Ultimately, you know, showing 
victories, but didn't understand ultimately that Palpatine was controlling the whole thing. They just missed the one critical thing that probably could have gotten the victory. And I think in this season, you'll see that it was a lot more perilous Palpatine's plan than even he thought possible. He tried to control many futures to make it all happen, but it's just not that easy to do. And there are many obstacles that could get in his way, not just the Jedi. To, to add to the piece about something, so make it last night in the after Sebastian's um, arm was, was cut off, the camera angle goes around the shoulder and you see the phone. Mm-hmm. Now that was, that was obviously we've seen arms um, and things cut off, but that was, I think, the, maybe the first time we've seen some carnage in there. Is, yeah. is there anything related to that scene that you, that was kind of, was there any discussions about do we actually do this or do we not? Oh, yeah. I mean, Joel, I was like, we got to make that a little darker, Joel. Yeah. I can really see the, the deep. It was a lot there. brighter before. <laughs> it used to be a lot brighter. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a hard thing to cover up or we cut it. Um, there are other things where, you know, certain things happen and we don't, you know, show the head rolling down the stairs or anything <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, you have to be careful. You have to be sensitive to it. You know, it's. Darth Vader scared me as a kid. There's no doubt, you know, but it. I didn't dislike the character. I fearfully respected the character. Um, you know, part of growing up, it's like the grim fairy tales. Something actually, when Frank Oz came to speak to us at Lucasfilm Animation, he actually said it's a good thing if uh, kids get scared. He, he described it as Jim Henson told them, something for them to overcome, something for them to see that in the end, you know, good can still triumph. You know, so I have a very, like I said, tricky situation because the end of this story is. Palpatine winning, so how do we get victories in there? How do we get small personal victories in there, individual victories? Uh, you know, it's difficult. You know, we've seen some of it with the clones that have been victorious with their personalities and their individuality at times, and uh, you know, other characters. So we'll have to see a lot of consequences this season, but um, a lot of fun, I think, entertaining characters like Hondo, et cetera. Particularly, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at collectors in general of Star Wars, there's such a legacy of, you know, the, the live action cinematic looking figures. And I think that it was always going to be interesting to see how they responded to any type of animated style figures. I think it's exciting they've taken some of our characters like Ahsoka and done her in a live action fashion. Yes. And, you know, I'm really excited to see that happen. I think that, you know, it, continues to move us in and say it's just all part of the same big Star Wars franchise. So, um, you know, whatever decisions they make, I'm sure they make them for sound reasons. I love the work that Hasbro does. Uh, some of the Clone Wars figures that made Kato City, Seraphos have been fantastic figures. I'd love to see more of them, you know, in the future. Um, totally up with them. i got to get this in for Seth Green, but he's dying for a Lance Bradley figure. So, if you want to take up a cause, you know, you guys, you fans got Ben Quattro to how that happens. So, yeah, do set the solid and get Lance Razzle. You know, that would be, he will be forever grateful. Glenn from WDW Radio for Ashley, actually. Uh, We brought up uh, earlier that 34% of the audience is now girls. Your character is headlining that, obviously. 
but Ventress is awesome. Ventress, I just love that character. Um, I mean, there's, it's countless, and I definitely, you know, credit Dave and his, his team for including so many strong female characters, but, I mean, it's something that, of course, I hoped would happen. We've talked about that a lot. I mean, in the very beginning, I remember asking, hey, is this a hope? Was she created to increase the female audience? And, I mean, that wasn't really your hope, right? But No, I just felt pretty strongly, Henry Gerber and I felt strongly, if we did a, another young boy character, it's like repeating... Anakin and Luke all over it, and we just didn't want to do that. And so we started with a girl. And, you know, I had a, a young cousin at the time named Ashley, actually, and uh, you know, she, watching her grow up was a big influence on me, and seeing you know her kind of challenge and what she liked in stories and stuff. And I thought, well, it'd be great to get a, a girl with a lightsaber out there. And uh, I found a great girl to carry the lightsaber over here. So I think it's worked out great. guests in the upcoming seasons? Um, you know, Mark, as you said, he's a huge talent, you know, probably the icon of Star Wars. Uh, I wouldn't ask Mark to do anything on the show until I had something that's 
has to be really special. There have been times when I thought, well, maybe this could be it, but then I thought, nah, it's just not gonna have the impact. So, you know, I, I wanna be able to cast Mark in a way that's um, meaningful to him to come in and perform the role for him. Uh, so I, I've had some near misses where I thought maybe this is it, and then I backed off of it. Um, it's on my mind, it's on my list of things to do. I think uh, it won't happen in season five, but you know, hopefully before it's all said and done, I will be able to get Mark Hill back into the Star franchise. But it will be in a way that uh, is unexpected, I'll say that, to make it worth his while out of respect for him. Thank you. So Matt, um, are there moments where you kind of feel like you would like to more or less act, you know, play the role of Anakin, but more or less like in the darker side?
changes throughout the season quite a bit, depending on what's occurred um, in the arc. There are also some considerations um, for timing where we say blown up a base or something and it remains destroyed. Like you saw in the episode uh, last night, the Mother Talzin decimated knights and their clans and zombies were strewn all about the ground still. So we kept that connectivity to the previous season. So we do do, we do, do those things. So will we see more Ahsoka throughout <coughs> season five? Obviously, you know, we have three episodes where we have some control. Um, she gets about, I would say, her normal share of the work, except that there is a focus on her at a certain point. There's a, she's a pretty pivotal character in two of the biggest arcs this season, and I don't think that's ever been the case. I think you've always had your kind of one-off, like, working on a on loss arc that's all about you, but th this would be more like four parts, and, you know, four parts later, you know, so we'll see how that all pans out for you. Sometimes you just not around. Like last night. Yeah, you were. Oh, and the episode. Like, what did I miss last night? We had a whole premiere. There's a whole premiere performance last night. Mostly for Ashley and Matt here. Um, there's been developing these characters and of course you're developing them alongside the writers, alongside the directors. Is there any, now that you're a few years in, is there any limitation to voice acting that doesn't let you develop or connect with the characters as much as you would if you were playing them in live action? I mean, for me, I think, aside from the obvious, you know, you don't have props and scenes and other actors physically interact with, uh, there's not a whole lot of difference because I, I think that some of the stuff that you I think that some of the character interactions and, and developments uh, by themselves and, and as a team are, uh, I mean, top notch. So, no, when you have good writing and you have amazing story, which is kind of king, it just flows pretty smooth. Yeah, I think, you know, the big misconception about voice acting is, is that, you know, Voice actors are actors. You know, sometimes there's a disconnect there and people don't realize that you have to be a good actor to, to be a voice actor. And people think that they can just do voices and come on the show. Um, and there's so many talented actors that are part of this cast. I mean, and Dee blows me away with his clone episodes. They're unbelievable. Um, I will say in an episode we did in the upcoming season, I mean, my heart was like beating out of my chest, and he remembers that. I'm not saying anything. Expectation, and I mean, you know, it's Star Wars, right? So we have 
Anakin Skywalker and his, and his apprentice. So two kind of important roles. You don't want to get them wrong, right? And, uh, and again, to a limited extent, I, I know what that pressure's about, but these guys, you know, every other episode are faced with something that, you know, Dave is going to get letters about if uh, people aren't uh, pleased with it. So they, they have my respect fully for, for being able to handle that. It's a cool thing. Now, after, uh, after sitting through Ian McDermott and Mark Hamill and Warwick Davis and, and them all talking about doing the live action, they've all expressed that they, they're not able to go back and watch their own work for their own personal reasons. Since this is all you know, voice acting and then the cartoon, are you guys able to have some kind of disconnect where you can go back and actually enjoy watching the series? Totally. Watching the series, uh, that is, the, the, the feature films, that is, is a whole different experience for me. I mean, when, when I finally uh, watched through uh, one, two, and three with my daughter, uh, and, and she was 11, and she's uh, halfway through episode three, she said, uh, I, I don't think I can, I want to watch the rest of this this, this year, Daddy, uh, maybe when I'm 12. And the reason she said that to me is because of how invested she is in these characters from having seen our show, connecting it into the features. And it invests all of those, all of the drama um, with so much more depth and subtlety, I think. Uh, and, and, uh, and so she couldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> and then uh, going back and watching uh, four, four through six again, for me personally, again, it's a whole different experience with, with knowing all these things that, all the water that's under the bridge with these characters. It's, it's really, it just feels very, very different uh, to me, a, a much more substantial, dramatic experience, uh, personally. I mean, who, who would ever thought that if we said to you 15, 20 years ago that you would see stormtroopers but, but have a real sense of who was under that helmet, you know? Because now we have all these stories where D is killing himself, talking to himself over and over again <laughs> in a vocal booth to, to give you uh, personality for, for all these soldiers that are that are out there. And by the time you know become the emperor, the, the empire, like they, it's it's a really sad ending for these gentlemen. So you said a dinner that I had never thought about. I don't know. We've just been so busy, but you know, all the kids that have watched Clone Wars now, they know Anakin Skywalker really, really well. They have a great sense of who this guy is. When I was a kid and I watched New Hope, I had no clue. So when Obi-Wan says, you know, Vader betrayed and murdered your father, I was like, oh wow, that sucks for Luke. That's terrible. But oh these kids now, if you play a New Hope for your kid and he's watching our show, that's how they find out that their hero, Anakin Skywalker, dies because Darth Vader kills them. And they have to hear it from an Obi-Wan who's been out of, out of action for a while. I mean, it's, it's totally different for them. Traumatizing. Totally different. There, I didn't understand that. Yeah, there's a, there are a bunch of articles out there uh, by, I can't remember the name of the guy, but maybe you guys can look it up for me when you write your articles. And he, he did an article on every one of the Star Wars movies because he decided to show his kids the Star Wars movies. But they've been watching Clone Wars the whole time. And he, de he decided to do the order. Let's get super geeky here, right? Well, he decided to go <laughs> four, five, and then do a flashback one, two, three, and then six. And by starting with four, four is a real good setup movie. You know, Luke gets handed a lightsaber and he waves it around before anyone ever goes into combat. And Jawas are strange, interesting creatures. Tusken Raiders are terrifying. Everything is all new and they, they bring you up to speed in that movie. But that movie 
coming from Clone Wars, um, and then and then sending them into the Empire Strikes Back and the spoilerific stuff that happens there. That uh, this guy wrote in these articles was tremendously traumatizing um, to the kids. But then, of course, forced they they really needed to know where it went. And then by the time you get to Episode Six, and they've been through this huge journey, when you see. Anakin at the end, they're just, you know, the, 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 the thing that sticks with me is the kid goes, well, Anakin's back? And his dad's like, because he was good again? Yeah. So he's a good guy? Yeah. He said, that's my favorite part. And I'm like, well, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Right there. Uh, so one of the things that uh, the show has done best is to uh, reveal or expose or explore things that we've only heard of in the movies that we've never gotten to see. There a next big place or thing or idea that's on the horizon that we haven't heard of yet that's a lot of people have come through? Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I think that this season we've, you know, it, it, we've written so many stories. We, we deal with a lot of, of the really big questions. Um, you know, not so much this season in some ways, but you know, in, in future stories, George has asked us to write, and it's pretty compelling what we're doing. This season, though, focusing on, you know, the characters that we created in the Clone Wars, um, the Satines of the world, the Ahsokas of the world, Pre-Vizla, you know, Darth Maul, Hondo. We see a lot of things happen to these characters that, you know, we brought in or brought back, and I think there are, I've mentioned there are consequences for these characters, unexpected consequences. Um, we introduced some new characters. Uh, the planet Onderon, you know, is a, is a big, vast new world. We go to um, a planet called Scipio, which is the, actually the home of the banking clan, a uh, plan that George had. Um, so we're, we're going to go see that planet where the mutants are and, and get into that. So some really interesting things that uh, answer a lot of questions about the formation of the empire itself. A lot of what you will see, especially by the end of the season, more than ever before on our show foreshadows the creation of the Empire. And you will be by the end of the season, just like the Jedi, looking at all of this around you going, wow, we didn't quite see this coming. This has really developed more than maybe we thought it was going to. So there's a real movement by the targets of the world. That, I think that's pretty compelling as far as the big picture and how it connects to a new hope and what the world we see the empire as of the future. It's knockout too. I mean, it's really. I mean, and I've only seen a fraction of it, but you know, going going off of the trailer that you've seen, it, it's really it, it's really a knockout season. It's it's. I, I am very very excited to see it. They're funny. They never get to see it. <laughs> Some of them, it's like you know, the first time they saw it was last night when you guys saw it. So they record this stuff, and it's like I just explain it all to them. Oh, this is gonna be great. And it's like this, and you're here, and there's a bridge, and snow. Don't worry about it. It's gonna look awesome, you know. And then doesn't make a damn bit of sense, right? <laughs> and we go away, and then we do you know a whole bunch of other episodes. So they forget about that episode, and then when they come up to the ranch, I lock them in the theater. I'm like, just go watch this stuff. And you know, for you guys, it's like you're tr you're literally transported. So back to your question, like, do we watch it? I think it's it's almost more interesting to watch because they had no, and sometimes they had minimal context for what it was actually going to be. So when they see it, where they understand where they were standing 
said that he was around how the lighting is. Yeah, it's like a year later too since we did the performances, so you're completely disconnected from it. You know, you, you forget almost what you've done. But you know, as the as the show has developed, the, the great thing is is the, the patience and the storytelling. How it started as a a brighter, simpler series, and as it's gone on, things have gotten more complicated and and uh, and and more adult. And what's cool is is that uh, as those stories get more complicated, the show gets more visually stunning and, and complex. Which is uh, it's a, you know he, he they all could have been more impatient. They could have gone straight for these things right away, or let's let's do a Mortis thing in the first season or something like that. But it wouldn't have been the right call. You know, you want to know what you're doing by the time that you really get to those heavy hitting things, and, and uh, you really want to have these characters established so that the audience feels something uh, huge when something happens to any one of them, you know, and, and uh, it's that patience and storytelling is, is something that I admire in terms of what they do. Um, but it's great that, you know, this guy gets to <laughs> really develop a, a visual look that is equal to the task of telling these tremendous mini Star Wars movies. We don't, we don't light it like animation. Um, you know, Dave said to me many years ago, it's like we need to Miller get it very graphic, make it look, you know, something different. And then uh, one day George came in and, and had us push it even farther than before, um, which was really good for the look. And so because of that, I've just I've, I've tried to push it even more so cinematically and with the influences of obviously the feature films that are out there, but movies that always influence me. I'll see watch a movie, you know, I'll see Drive, the movie Drive, and then instantly it's like I, I have to have that look, that scene reminds me of this scene, and we, and we try and push it more cinematically, and it just helps with like what these guys are doing, it's like we're talking about the rest of season five, it's like I can't just have these guys just be delivering lines to each other, it really has to be, like you saw Anakin's, Anakin's bedroom in the clip today, and immediately I'm like, well that is Elliot's room from E.T., it has to be like that, because there's this feeling of like a little boy's room that I wanted, and it was just always having the light like bars move around Anakin's and, and Obi's face. It's like it just it's that kind of thing that just keeps the audience like you throw out the fact that you're watching animation and you just you're sucked into the delivery of the story because it's cinematic. Well and, and he, he was saying in the uh, in the panel that, that not to underline this point just in case it gets you in trouble, but that he used right. some of the Mustafar matte paintings. Yeah, you know, that we're using the movie, Revenge of the Sith, and use them in, in this show. And the fact that you could actually get away with using those paintings in the background of our, of, of our show, and it's seamless, really tells you where the visual bar has been set. But we're, still, we're, still, we're still maintaining the animated edge, because you know George is, is, was very clear with that early on, and Dave was, me in the beginning, that the, the, the shapes have to be hard, the, the paintwork always has to look like it's like dragged with a fork, and it just has this look no matter what. You know, sometimes when you go through the still frames, like even putting the slides together for the for these presentations, it's like sometimes I forget which one was a lighting concept and which one's an actual render, and and that's what we really that's what we really want to achieve. And it's it's so exciting for us. I mean, I think there's a three dimensionality to a vocal performance, uh, uh, in, in addition to the three dimensional visual storytelling that goes on. And, and when we get to see that. As, as everyone here has on a big screen with proper aspect ratio in that digital clarity is like that it, it, it's, it's such it's such a shocking marvelous surprise to see the full rendering of that 
which is so far beyond anything that we imagined as we're playing out the scene together in the studio. I mean, we, 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 we're thrilled by it just as much as anybody else. Well, it's gotta be amazing also for you guys to see like what Keith Kellogg and the animation team does yeah. with oh, yeah. performance too, because I mean, that's another aspect, I guess, to, to being a, a voice actor is that you should, someone has to actually animate the face to do what you did. And it's like I, some of the stuff we're talking about, like interaction between- I got so excited seeing Gregor today. Oh yeah, no, I mean, dude, he's like, awesome. I, I remember, kind of remember his story. I remember what we did, but to see him, uh, I mean, and, and you don't even have to know hardly anything about about the guy. It's this guy, he's putting on a helmet. It's like, it's very exciting. It's yeah. really, 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 really <laughs> exciting. really fun about this entire team is every time we visit the ranch, any of us visit the ranch, it's, it's so apparent how motivated every member of that team is. Everyone, everyone you see in the hall, they're so motivated to make the best experience that they possibly can make. And, and what it really feels like for all of us, and probably for them too, that you know, it's like, as an actor, you're 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 making one gear, and you want to make that gear really, really well. So you work really, really hard on it. You're working this microscopic little piece, and then you hand it to Dave. Like, oh, here's that gear you wanted. And then he takes it, and then he gathers, you know, this lever and this other, you know, this spring and these other gears, and he and they finally put it all together. And the fact that it all works, and that and that people are anticipating what other people are doing. You know, I mean, I've I've seen some of the things that the animators have done. For, for some of the stuff that I've done. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I intended. That look right there, that is, that's it. That was what I was trying to convey vocally. You know? and it may have been what you were conveying visually because we're sometimes videotaped. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say, going back to a little bit about our vocal performance, Dave is underplaying his direction. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> he is by far the best director I've ever worked with because we don't get to see anything usually. Uh, unless it's ADR, which is a sentence here or there. And um, for me, sometimes the stage direction just makes no sense because I'm more of a visual learner. I need to see it. So I have to trust on Dave. And um, he's brilliant with his direction to us. And sometimes he knows us each individually. And so his direction changes depending on the person. He knows how to get the best performance out of everyone and makes it a comfortable room, a safe room, and that's not easy. And there are many people that can't make it seem as seamless and as easy as he does. And relaxed, too. It's a very yes. relaxed environment. I was uh, recording some mall stuff in Montreal because I, I couldn't come back to LA. I was shooting being human. And so I was with these very um, experienced uh, people at the studio, people you know, who owned the studio, the nice studio. And oh yeah, we're doing Clone Wars. Oh, Clone Wars, cool. Yeah, there's that Star Wars thing. Cool. All right. And then we we did a bunch of stuff. And then we were taking a break. And in the midst, in the middle of it, the studio owner and the engineer came to me and said, Hey, 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 who's who's this Dave Filoni? And I'm like, Well, you know, and I explained who Dave was. And he's like, He's like, We worked on features. We worked on video games. We worked on television shows. We worked with some of the top people in huge name talent. He's like, This guy's like the best we've ever worked. In terms of what he wants, the clarity. What are you voting for here? Like, I won't tell your character off. Is that I think Maul becomes their friend. <laughs> and he's trying to help each other. I mean, it's a twist they're not going to see coming. <laughs> That's right. They start dating. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, you guys, we have two more questions. Uh, Fred, 
picture autographs of I think mostly for David and Sam, but anyone as a growing up with the original trilogy. There's been a few moments that were really special and nostalgic. Uh, the Burglary Ad Cannon in the first episode and the use of the very powerful, the use of the blockade when it was actually running a blockade for me that was a huge connection. Do you have moments where you uh, favorite moments that tie into the original trilogy that you that you've done that just are that you know are gonna be really just special for the older fans? Anytime I'm behind couple chairs and a few people inside of a cockpit that's, that's going into hyperspace. It's like, that to me, it's like every single time that David and I look at each other, it's like there's no question on how to light that shot. There's no question on how to make that look. I think everyone on the team, it's like, I, I, Dave made a quote that, that I believe as well, that he was quoting Scorsese when, when he said that you just need to make sure that everybody's kind of making the same movie. And if we're all making the same show, everybody on our show, it's like we're trying to actually use as much influence from the original features as possible. Like everything, the way the way that the Jedi cruisers are lit, everything just has to, like we've got these one shots where you're just underneath it and you're just like, that's Star Wars. It's we do that all the time. I mean But Star Wars itself is kind of a, a combination of all this film lore. In some cases, different countries, Kurosawa films, and a little bit of Wizard of Oz, and all these different, you know. I mean, and, and and I think one of the reasons that George sticks with it is that he realizes that you can do all kinds of stuff in this world. You, know, you can do noir stories, you can do fun adventure stories. I mean, you know, you're, you're, as you were talking about like people in a cockpit, I'm, I'm thinking about that the droid clip you guys showed, yeah. which is like. People in a cockpit, they're all, they all happen to be droids, though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. A bunch of R2 units having a little adventure of their own, you know, um, with all with their own personalities. But, I mean, you can do all kinds of these different stories, and, and, and so you can go and not just draw from the Star Wars movies, but draw from just all kinds of, of film lore and bring it into Star Wars, because that's, that's how it was created to begin with Westerns and, you know, all kinds of... Stuff. I mean, the, there's a Darth Maul Apocalypse Now poster right over there, and that's, and that's we talked about that when we were doing it. I'm like, it's, yeah. this is a little bit. Of, he's kind of like Colonel Kurtz in the cave when he has the spider legs. For me, it's anytime you know you think of New Hope and Obi Wan saying for over a thousand generations, mm -hmm. I think there's a piece of justice in the universe. And I think of that quote, and I hear Alec Guinness, and I look at our show, and I see Jedi Knights, Guardians of Peace. Justice in our show, and I think I never would have imagined when I was a boy that I would be privileged to be a part of telling that story with George Lucas, and that's when it connects for me, and that's when I go, this is a big responsibility, and that's when you know you're playing with heroes that are giants, villains that are treacherous, you know, all of the, the, the days of Camelot and, and Arthur and knights and, you know, dragons and dungeons things that I grew up with and we're just doing it in the most modern form possible and the most exciting way possible and continuing a storytelling tradition that goes far beyond what we've done and that's when I think you connect to what George was doing and you hope and that's what you connect to what Joseph Campbell's always talked about and that's what I think brings people together at a convention like this in a weekend now. Uh, Sam, you talked earlier about uh, the pressure that like Ashley and Matt are under doing Anakin and Ahsoka and characters with such high fan expectations. Um, how did you deal with that yourself when taking on such a huge fan favorite character like Darth Maul? Just take some Xanax and then just go for it. <laughs> 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 um, 
No, it's it's. <laughs> first of all, okay, there's the foundation of the of the show being quite good. So you know, to a certain extent, they're not going to make you look foolish. You know, there's that. That just having that assurance gives an actor a great deal of freedom. And the other part of it is just, uh, you know, just collaborating. What do we do? I mean, <laughs> we just talked about it a lot. You went crazy. You <laughs> went crazy. I wanted you to be like a lunatic deranged that you got cut in half and then it came. You know, half metal parts. You couldn't remember who you were. And you're like, okay. And then you just start screaming. And we're all like, wow, this is going to be awesome. I don't know if it's going to air. But it's going to be awesome. Can you swear? But for me, the best thing about that performance in the first episode was when we had to be a maniac. And then I said, there's one moment where you get to be the guy that was in episode one. There's yes. one moment when you look at Savage and you say, revenge. I, I must have revenge. Yeah. And that's the direct tie to the Phantom Menace, because that's something that Maul's pretty famous for saying. So you brought it down for that moment. And it was highly effective. You did that so well. So there's more to come from you. Clancy, Clancy plays off you great, the two of you, the screamers, you know. Really, really well done. Well, and, and you talked about this, though. We appreciate when, I mean, actors like Sam and, and uh, other new guest star actors come in, because you really raise the bar. That's it for episode 100 of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Uh, it's been an awesome journey getting from episode one all the way to episode 100. And uh, and I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's helped us out along the way. Uh, my co-host, Matt, of course, 
uh, Kyle, uh, Tim, Steve over at Geek Out Loud, uh, everybody at Sarlacc Pit, the Wampas Lair Star Wars Report, uh, you know, from back in the day, EU Cantina was a big help. Uh, just everybody who's been there over the last few years to give us a hand or give us a shout out or come on the podcast. Uh, it's been excellent. It's been an awesome ride. And uh, here's, here's hoping that we can make it a hundred more. This The show keeps going and we'll keep going. So uh, thanks for listening. You can check us out as always online at clonewarspodcast.com for all your latest Star Wars, the Clone Wars news, as well as just general Star Wars news. Uh, you can also follow us over at on Facebook at facebook.com slash clonewarspodcast on Twitter at twitter.com slash clone wars. And you can send us some emails. Uh, email, mailbag's been a little bit dry lately. So send us some emails, mail at clonewarspodcast.com. And we will be sure to read those on the air. Uh, again, thank you to everybody who's been listening from the start and those who are just jumping on now. Maybe you saw us at Star Wars Celebration. Thought, oh, I'll check this out. Maybe you got one of our free t-shirts. So you thought that you'd uh, give us a listen. Hopefully you enjoy it and uh, and you'll be sticking around for a while. And uh, and we'll see you guys uh, pretty soon with another episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Thanks for listening. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.